1: We have a great show for you guys today. It's Wednesday. We got a guest in the studio, Eric Pincus. You've seen him on Bleach Report. He blogs for Lakers. You've seen him on NBA TV. He is an expert in the NBA cap. He's a capologist. So get excited. Buckle up. Tuck it into the waistband because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Five seconds left in the game. Do You believe in right
2: field. She is gone! Late clock at five. Cash is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm
1: Butler. Gives it to Jenkins
2: for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Base is loaded. Two out. Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Target.
1: back baby it's the charity stripe Pitch your free throws because they freeze sold 163 coming hot at you guys and sold 162 and i'm flanked on my right by defensive coordinator alex toss me the rock tessopolis unfortunately nikki snacks Kreider could not be in the studio today wow wow he has the bird flu which i don't want to alarm anybody i don't fully i haven't fully even grasped the disease or the sickness yet but it sounds bad it doesn't sound worse than the swine flu but it sounds pretty. It's not
0: worse than the th- swine flu.
1: Toss is a resident flu expert for those of you who didn't know. Influenza. Didn't really, yeah, he didn't. We don't really talk about it on the show, but Nick. Avian has, flu, I believe, is has, the the technical term. Yeah, he's got the bird flu. I, I'm curious to see which bird gave it to him because there's not many birds in Los Angeles.
0: Nick's low-key. a big flamingo guy, though. He is a big flamingo guy, and he loves the San Diego Zoo. So put two and two together. Listen, Do you know the San Diego Zoo is one of the five zoos in the United States that has a panda. Really? Yeah. God, we gotta go. We're so, close. We're so close. We're so close. I'm so down.
1: I haven't seen an animal like that's not a dog or like a rodent in so long or a cat. So just like you haven't seen any animals that aren't like standard domestic standard animals. domestic animals. I'm just been pretty, <laughs> pretty limited. But Nikki Snacks Cry is unfortunately not here. But don't worry, it's Wednesday. We're dropping Thursday, and tomorrow is the draft of the day. You'll be listening is the draft. So today. And what better man to have in the studio than Eric Pincus. We said in the intro, this guy is a cap expert. Like, we know our shit, but this guy knows his shit. All right? So, Eric, welcome to the studio, man. All right. Thanks We're for having me, guys. it's to have <laughs> here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't be excited. They gave us a list of guys we wanted, and I was like, boom, I want that guy. All right. He's going to know what's good. So we brought him in. And as you guys know, at home... We do four down territory with our guests, all right? So it's four questions. Last question always being the same. What's your favorite sports memory? And then we do two-minute drill. We just rapid fire a bunch of fun, silly questions at you at the end. But Toss, you're going to kick it off, man.
0: Yeah, so I I mean, you know, I played basketball in high school, got recruited for college, didn't go. Um, (laughs) Josh likes basketball, big stats guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, most people who, who track basketball, pay attention to what's going on, they they're looking at the free agency market. They have their team, you know, like I'm a Mavs fan, so I'm paying attention to people are talking about Jimmy Butler like coming and visiting Dallas, but I don't really understand what that means necessarily from a cap perspective. So talk to us about what a capologist <laughs> what that really means mm-hmm. and a little bit about, you know, what that means for these teams and for these GMs who have to consider the cap space when they're when they're looking for new free agents to bring onto the roster and, and to make roster moves.
2: Well, I had to add the word to to like Microsoft Word spell checker because it's not like a a word. I don't know if it's in the dictionary or not, but ultimately there are rules to the game, Mm -hmm. right, when you play basketball. So there are some obvious ones, right? You can't uh, shoot free throws if you get fouled, Uh, the half-court line, the dimensions of the court, traveling, you can't run with the ball, et cetera, et cetera. So that's important for those 48 minutes, but the rest of the time there are rules that are very similar that apply to the teams themselves in how you build out those teams. And they have a very set, structured set of rules that they have to go by. And so it's uh, up to the general manager, and they have to understand how to build this team. And they rely on someone like a capologist, or maybe they are a capologist, to understand what the heck is going on with all 30 teams. Because you can't operate in a vacuum, right? Like if you want to make a trade, you have to negotiate and get a deal with at least one other team. If you want to go after a free agent, you have to know... What free agents are there? What the market is? Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is chasing them? Like, so if you want Jimmy Butler, who else has money to go get Jimmy Butler? Right. right? Who are you competing against? If you're trying to make a trade, who else is making an offer for that guy? All those little details, and then those—they're the big picture. You know, the Jimmy Butler things. But you don't necessarily—you get one or two or three maybe stars. Most teams have one at best sometimes. Right. But you've got to flesh it out with good players on the cheap find ways to make smaller trades and get th- those value players. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it. It's a it's a, a thing where you have to have a, a four-year, five-year plan. And the good general managers, you see who they are. And usually it's because their teams are are performing or if they dip, because it, it's inevitable at some point, mm-hmm. their dips are short and they come out of it really strong. So th- that's, that's the service. I do mine more for the general public instead of a team. I'm, I'm looking into moving into working for a team at some point uh, but right now I, I'm I'm the capologist for the people. Is or there right. is there other
1: like, people for the people. I love that the Gettysburg capologist over <laughs> here. Uh so
0: it's like an organization though. Like are there a bunch of capologists that come and meet together?
2: Uh, not exactly, but there are like it, it's like a language that you can speak. Right. right. So like I can't have a conversation with everybody about certain things that I value, that I know about, that I say to someone, they'd be like, What the heck are you talking about? Right. right. Understood. But yeah. there are some people who are you know, experts. I mean, Larry Kuhn is sort of the godfather of, of this, and he's a good friend. He wrote the Salary Cap FAQ, which I recommend if you're interested in this sort of thing, just Google it, and uh, it's actually just CBA FAQ, and it breaks down in, it's still complex, but it breaks down like super, super complex legal legalese. The actual CBA is like 600, 700, 500 pages, whatever it is, uh, and, and it breaks it down into something digestible, but it, it's not like light reading anyway. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there, there's, we don't have like, you know, a, a secret handshake. We don't have no, like, I know. Just, you know, I'm like, messing around. Uh, lodge meetings or anything. We've got to head up to Tahoe for a little bit, you know, on the
1: lake and just secretly meet there. Uh, so how did you get involved in this? Because, I mean, you talking to you before you clearly love the game of basketball I and mean, we we're talking before the show how you coach your daughter's teams this is something that's really kind of your whole life has become you know but that's your life. That's, that's what my wife says yeah, <laughs> yeah right that's, that's what my, my my dad says my whole life is fantasy baseball i'm totally with you on this uh so how
2: do you get involved how do you find your niche in this game uh well at some point i was i actually came up a baseball fan and at some <laughs> some point uh Started to you know get I, – I grew up in L.A. for the most part. I can, I'm from New York originally. Grew up in L.A. though. And so uh, during the era when there was Nick Van Exel with the Lakers, I also had bought like those packages with the Clippers back in the sports arena where it was like a 10-game package. You got to see uh, the Bulls. I got to see Michael. You'd see the Lakers twice. You'd see like uh, – Charles Barkley would come with the Suns, but he would never play. It would always be like he'd be in a suit and he'd be hurt. Yeah. Like he would – I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if I ever saw Barkley play with against the Clippers, but uh, that was, I just, you know, I was a fan of the game, uh, loved seeing those great teams. And then at some point I started to write about it and realized like, okay, there's a job where they pay you to go to the games because I was going to the games. I'm putting money into it. Right. Like there's a job where someone pays you to go to the game. Why wouldn't I get that job? Mm-hmm. And so I f- somehow within a year or two had that job, right, where I was getting in the beginning you know some peanuts you know some light money but eventually i worked for the la times for 4 years i worked for bleacher uh, basketball insiders etc uh and then as far as like the salary cap side of it i realized if, if i was if my beat was the lakers which is at the time it was the, beat, the lakers and the clippers writing about them if i wanted to project where they were going that's what the fans wanted to know like how do you get better how right. does my team improve how do we get to the championship, right? That's what the fans want to know. What's next? Right. And so I realized, oh, it's there. there's a, a pathway to do this. And I, I would listen to the radio or the post-game show, and fans would call up, and they'd say stuff that, like, dude, I know that's not legal. That's not even, you can't be mad at the GM for doing something that, that they legally can't do, right? Like, the Celtics legally couldn't trade for Anthony Davis and have Kyrie Irving on the roster at the same time. Right. It's like, a it's a quirk of the rules, but it's a rule. <clears throat> And so if Which a lot of people don't understand, right? And yeah. but to the fans decrying, you know, just freaking out because they're not doing it when it's not legal. Like I, I want to set the table. Let's talk. If we want to, we can yell and scream and have all kinds of opinions. That's what fans are. That's what the, that's what the whole internet. That's what Twitter's for, right? Mm-hmm. But at least let's be talking about something that is is possible. So uh, over time, I, I started to learn how the rules work. Uh, read the CBA FAQ. Became friends with Larry just because we met in long beach and at the summer league before it moved to to vegas mm-hmm. it was at, over at the pyramid uh and became friends and learned through him and eventually made friends with a lot of people with teams because when you cover and you go to the games eventually you meet people you befriend them generally a friendly guy right you start talking to people and uh you ask questions and and over time i started to build up a knowledge where at, at a point i sort of eclipse certain people who would work for teams? Where now they started, you know, I would know a little bit more because they're doing other things. Like their their job isn't to only know this. Cap, right? So that. then they people will start to lean on me a little bit and, and ask me questions, which is kind of cool. So mm-hmm. every so often a team will ask me some questions, and uh, I certainly offer my advice in in writing form uh, to Rob Polinka just by writing my my stories for Bleacher and uh, everything that's not gone right so far uh, with this Anthony Davis thing. At least on paper, I've been writing about, and you know, this is how you need to do it in this order in this way. And it doesn't look like he followed that, but we're, we're still in TBD territory. Right. We won't know until July, and you know, we'll find out soon.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lakers, I guess we could kick it off into the next down um, because you covered the Anthony Davis trade. We've read the article. I think so many people have read the article. When I had read the article before I even knew we you had you, <laughs> so that was exciting for me. Um, they sent Anthony Davis, for those of you who've been living under mm-hmm. a rock and didn't listen to the last show – Anthony Davis was sent to the Los Angeles Lakers for Ball, Hart, Brandon Ingram. Three first-round picks, most notably the fourth overall pick. Uh, Toss's mom, my mom, our mm-hmm. intern Miguel, which is if you guys know Miguel, is pretty much just like a pity throw-in, but he was sent over there too to New Orleans. And they just bring back Anthony Davis, right? So moving forward, in your opinion, who will the Lakers' target in free agency? Did they
2: go after a big fish? Can they go after a big fish? Or are we talking a bunch of medium-sized fishes? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing is the, the deal isn't done, and it can't right. be done because they they can't match salaries. Salaries have to match within a certain number, mm-hmm. and they're over the cap. So when you're under the cap, it doesn't need to match. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're over. They'll be under on July July 1st, but you can't make those trades until July 6th. 6th as a yeah. moratorium. Uh, and so uh, that's the question, right? Like, so the timing is is right now with the deal that is reported. Uh, which is exactly what you detailed other, other than some of the uh, additional <laughs> that you threw in there, uh, that there's like, they don't have the room to get, like you're worried about Jimmy Butler. They can't go after Jimmy Butler. They can't go after Kyrie or Kawhi. They don't have enough cap room right. for a max slot. They, they max have slot. in the range of 22 to 26, 27, mm-hmm. call it 20, in that range. That's where they are mm-hmm. based on what the rules are and where what's been reported. Now, that just because it's been reported doesn't mean it's, you know, like sometimes what's reported is lacking, mm-hmm. and there's little details that reporters didn't get. Like, was Isaac Bonga thrown in the trade? Like, does anybody here? I know who Isaac Bonga is, but yeah, you know, you gentlemen right. might not really like if you, if I showed you like five faces, and I, one of them was Isaac Bonga, you'd be like, I don't know who that is, right? Yeah, right. Uh, like a police lens, <laughs> yeah. right. I don't like, know if you, I can point as usual. Out. Suspects, like, you know, they right. come out and read the line. He's a young prospect who might develop, might not. Who knows? But he makes a million bucks or whatever. It's not a big deal. One point four. Uh, but the idea is, is that if he's included and Jamario Jones and Mo Wagner in this trade, then it all works, right? right? They can spend their cap room. They can make that trade with the Pelicans, or they could actually sign that draft pick and wait thirty days. So the idea is that when you trade a draft pick, they don't count as anything. There's zero in in dollars Mm -hmm. but if you sign them then they're their salary which is seven million dollars which is what happened with andrew wiggins and kevin love so the Cavs signed kevin wiggins uh kevin wiggins (laughs) (laughs) andrew wiggins and then they waited 30 days and then they made the deal to get love and that that's that's part of that was the the big move they made to get kevin love which uh, was a huge part of why they won. I mean, ultimately, you know, I mean, not some people aren't big love fans. I mean, you say that guy, so I know. did. You, I love Kevin love. <laughs> He's great. He's so, they they would not have won the championship without him, right? And blatant. True, true. And so that's kind of a similar move that the Lakers can make, but they're like kind of at the mercy now of David Griffin, who runs the Pelicans, because he could say, no, I don't want to take Bonga and and these guys, or he could say, I'm not waiting 30 days. What, why would I do that? Right. Why would I help you build a championship team? Why would I hurt my draft picks? He's getting picks from the Lakers, right? Right. Does he want them to be great, or does he want them to stink? He wants them to think. And
0: also, wouldn't... I mean, that, that fourth overall pick would be playing potentially for the Lakers' summer league, summer league team. team right?
1: Well, he right. we gets played for the Cavs.
2: So, he he's... Uh, well, <laughs> well, not the Cavs, but the Pelicans. But the, the idea is that the, he would be drafted by the Lakers regardless. Right, right. Then... Uh, if the trade was delayed thirty days, he wouldn't play summer league. They wouldn't. Play they just him. wouldn't play him at all. Right. Okay, you, you would. You wouldn't do that. So I mean, it's but just, which,
0: if you're the Pelicans, you want that guy planned. You want right. to further
2: develop him. It, it, yes and no. It depends on the player because, like John Morant, if he drops to four, he's recovering from a surgery. Okay. Same with Garland. Garland is. I, I think it's iffy that he plays summer league. He's supposed to be healed because he, he missed almost his entire year. He played five games. Uh, yeah. Five and then he sat, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, that's risky, but I've heard great things about, like his workouts are really impressive, I've heard. Uh, but Garland, there's a decent chance he doesn't, play, whatever team drafts him, that he might not play mm-hmm. the Knicks uh, are The Knicks are having him in for a workout right. today. That's that's what I've heard. And then Reddish, Cameron Reddish, Reddish jumps, right? He's also recovering from something. Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, it's possible that it may not matter from that perspective, but equally, I mean, again, why would David Griffin... Help the Lakers do this now. What Rob, you know, had he been, and I, maybe he did this, but it doesn't seem like he did. Had he been reading my articles, you got to go into that negotiation. You, they gave up so much, like you didn't include a, a thirty-day delay, or you didn't include these young guys. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. We don't know. Right. Uh, we'll find out. Hopefully, he did those the are reports, important pieces. The reports yeah. say no. Everyone who is asked says no. Everyone, like if you talk the Adrian Wojnarowski's of ESPN, Shams. Of the athletic and you know, Mark Stein, Howard Beck of Bleacher, you know, like all of the the heavy hitters, uh, a lot of my colleagues, no one is reporting. Tanya Ganguly, of the LA Times, like they're not saying, they're saying the opposite. They're saying, no, this was overlooked. And, um, you know, maybe they're wrong, all of them. Hmm. History shows that while reporters get a lot wrong at times because teams lie and they won't give out everything, we're, we're as a collectively, we're, we're pretty darn close yeah. to what ends up happening. So we'll see. I mean, I certainly think that, like, you know, wa-
0: it was a wash bomb that got dropped, and that's <laughs> what they call it. I think that's a hilarious name. Do you have, like, a – when you drop a story, uh, do, you have a, do you have a nickname that gets uh, thrown around?
2: Shoot, I, I don't know. I'd the have pink to... is punched <laughs> t- t- right <laughs> to the face. I, I don't know. It's uh, we'll, we'll have to – yeah, maybe that will be it. We'll have we'll, to come up with it. We'll come up with yeah, it, We'll come up with it. No, yeah, but I think that – Throwing shit to the wall for you.
0: <laughs> you know, the, the really heavy hitters, as you called them, hold a lot of credibility, and for good reason, too, because
2: they're not often, you know, throwing smoke. No, there. It, they're there. They have a lot of friends just like I have a lot of friends where I get little details that aren't necessarily going to break the Internet like a bomb, Right. right? <laughs> but, um, you know, every so often I'll, I'll write something that is like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Or that's breaking news or some extension detail or something like that. Uh, a little bit less sexy, but, you know, I, I like working behind the scenes a little bit anyway. So uh, the numbers isn't it's not for everyone, but it, it should be on some level like you have to be aware of it. If you want to be a fan who's educated. You know, I bump into fans all the time and you know, a lot of dads when I'm coaching the the girls team or just anywhere you go and they're like, they know what I do and they're like, "Hey, yeah. what about this?" I'm like, all, "All right, I you know, I can't teach you like the entire rules of party, <laughs> but no, that's not you know, get that out of here. You know, it's like, "Come on, let's let's keep it real. Let's keep it real." So keep
1: it light. It's a, you know, it's like my daughter's basketball.
2: Game, <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to coach too at the same time, you know. Keep it the tipping. They're, the pr- iceberg, they're but... they they're pretty respectful, yeah. you know, like I've got uh, I keep the same girls as best I can for about two, three years now. So like, you know, I've got to build the championship team. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Well, we've won a bunch. We've won a bunch, but this last season, you know, we just uh, didn't, didn't work for us this last season. We got to the playoffs, just didn't, didn't get it done. So as a
1: championship team, the, the Raptors, I mean, bread and butter. I think the re- I think the biggest reason they won was I, I was speaking to my friend the other day. He's like, dude, I'm explain this to me. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of it. Like being like three top 15 players on one team and then that's how you get to the championship. Like, well, listen, man, the Raptors, yeah, Kyle Lowry, I mean, we did our top 25 ranking. K-Lowry, I think, was a 23. 22, 23. 23. For us. But it's Kawhi, and then it's K-Low, and then Gasol, and then Baca, and Van Vliet, and Pascal, and then Powell. And then, and all of a sudden, you have a deep team. So that's like I, my bread and butter to win a championship is depth. You saw it with the Warriors. In the past, when Iguodala and Livingston you know, were valid pieces and not just old veterans off the bench where they really needed them you know, more than they wanted them to play. That's how you really get it done. So now you're sitting with Bonga. They're sitting with Mo Wagner, as we you know, until proven otherwise. They got AD. They kept Kuzma, which I was a big fan of. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Were you a big fan? I of mean, that? It, I wrote about why Kuzma made a lot of sense to keep. Yeah, yeah. it's arguable. And then LeBron, obviously. What are the guys if you're the, if you're running
1: the Lakers, right? If you're Rob, if you're going after these guys, who are the guys you're looking at right now in so, free agency?
2: to fill this team out, to get that depth. <laughs> so Woj reported that the Lakers are indeed trying to take the steps that I advised them to take before this whole thing happened. Yep. And so now they're trying to get those guys in the deal, trying to get Griffin to work with them. Maybe it happens when he doesn't. Let's say it happens. Now they've got a max slot. So the way to look at it, and, and you're not wrong on the Raptors thing, but if KD plays and is healthy, like I, I picked the Raptors to win in five. So I, I, I like the Raptors in that series. But because KD wasn't there, right? And I knew that he would be back. I figured he wouldn't be back till game five. I was right on that. I didn't know he'd get hurt again. Uh, but like that—that kind of answers the question to me. Like, yes, depth is important. But like, if you let's say the Lakers went and split that up, and they got like um, Patrick Beverly, Brooke Lopez, Danny Green, mm-hmm. Bad Young, right? Just guys, okay. yeah, good guys, mm-hmm. good basketball players. If you took all of those and you had the opportunity to trade those three or four guys for Kawhi Leonard, you'd, yeah. trade, you'd trade for Kawhi Leonard in a second. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't care about your depth. You'd replace them with a bunch of minimum guys, and that's that. If you had the same thing with KD, healthy, you had to trade those guys. So ultimately, basketball is unique in that it's, you know, it's, it's like a goalie in hockey, right? Like if you have an elite goalie, they could carry you to the cup, right? In baseball, if you See have— See Nashville Predators for the right. last, <laughs> like, six years. If you have a closer in baseball— like, they could just, you know, but again, a closer doesn't matter if... You know, I remember when the Dodgers had Gagne when he was all... 84 you know, saves in a row, right? Bro.
1: Can't coach that.
2: But by the time they'd get to the eighth inning, they'd be down like seven to three. Right. You know? It's like... so. The, it's it's Cause a, as good as Ethier was,
0: he wasn't better than Albert Pujols. Right.
2: So there's like a give and take. <laughs> <You could call. laughs> good <too. call>. Appreciate <laughs> it. There's a give and take of like, yeah, you could have a, a star and not enough an depth. depth. Uh, or, you, you know, one star can't do it. We're seeing that multiple stars. If you put... Kawhi with LeBron and AD. I mean, you well, know, that's game. Yeah, right. that's, and, a, that's never, I mean, as good
0: as the roster that the Warriors put together this year,
2: that would right. be unheard of. Right. And you you, you have Kuzman and you fill it out with minimum guys. You have five million dollars in what's called the room exception. So one more decent guy. Rest minimum, guys chase rings. You know, you get Kyle Corver is probably going to be on the Lakers. Right. Is he great? No, but I he'll mean, take he, a minimum salary. Right. Though. Yeah. We can go through the list. I mean, maybe Rondo wants to come back, come off the bench. McGee, uh, McGee, Chandler, uh, Alex Caruso uh, isn't heralded, but uh, and he doesn't look like you know he's as good as he is just based on his hairline and his, you know, his little you know <laughs> Sex, porn he stash. Does, he yeah, he yeah. does have one of the worst hairlines in the NBA, but yeah. but uh, but he can the shoot threes. Can ball. Yeah, he can he play. Can ball. He, can he can hoop. Can ball. He, he can defend, and he can go after it. Uh, so they can get something like that done if, if Rob takes care of business, yeah. if you can convince Kawhi to come, if you can convince Kyrie to come. Those are the top two. Then there's Kemba and Jimmy. Those are like the, the foursome. Right. I would say there's the two at the top. Probably start with, in order, it'd be Kawhi, uh, then, uh, yikes. then then Kyrie. Kyrie, then Kemba. Kemba, I think. I, I, Jimmy, well, okay so do you, is, I don't Ky, know. is Kyrie
0: jumping Kemba Yeah tell me I'm crazy because, because, because he's Kemba. played with LeBron before I, and you I, know that they've won
2: together If you said to me like cuz I'd
0: rather I'd rather have Kemba than could, Kyrie on a team by themselves Right
2: like the there's something that seems to follow Kyrie that is sort of a dissatisfaction and a frustration that Yeah it's
0: a mental makeup thing for me
2: and you can but he he's proven to have won he knows the LeBron drill and right. he doesn't give a crap about LeBron And that's actually a bonus. Agreed. Right. Like a friend of mine (laughs) joked that like the reason Kuzma was still there, you remember the play where Kuzma like pushed LeBron and shoved him to get into a defensive spot? Like LeBron wasn't where he's supposed to be in the rotation. So Kuzma just shoved him. That might be why LeBron wanted him to stay because he's like, he doesn't care. He's like willing to push me around. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Maybe Kyrie doesn't give a crap. And it's really easy. You know, I, I watched Kobe forever and there were guys who would get on the floor with Kobe. Who would just pass the ball to Kobe and watch? You see it at the kids level. You see it the the ball goes to the best player, and then the best player has to create something, and that's not really great basketball, right? You know, you you, you want you need that to as a much degree. as
0: you need that number one mm-hmm. guy. You need five guys to win, right? And you yeah.
2: need you need guys who are willing to take on because if all that attention's on LeBron and and Kyrie's going off and doing his thing, now you got to get Kyrie taken care of, and now Anthony Davis is there, or you've got Kuzma if he can find his jump shot, which I think he can with this group. Now it's like, man, now you got to be free. So Kemba is probably – now Kemba's proven on the college level, the collegiate level, that he's a champion, but uh, hasn't had a chance to show in the NBA. You might get to the championship and realize, oh, Kemba's not that guy, right? We know Kyrie is that guy. Yeah. Uh, He hit
1: that shot, man. That was a game winner. Right.
2: So he's a special player. Hmm. You can debate it. I, I would argue that you know you could you could be right saying Kemba you know. as a
1: listen as a Celtics no, fan I, having watches go down. Yeah, I I told you I told you as soon as the season was <clears> over, <throat> I said, listen, if we could figure out a way to, and this is something I would kind of just throw at you. If this is something I was speculating. I'm a big fan to just kind of go cross board here of what the Houston Texans did a couple years back when they traded Brock Eyes while I was contracting their second round pick to the Browns just to get out of that contract. Right. So my mm-hmm. mindset was trade Hayward to and like maybe the 14 or 22 and 20 to the Pacers just right. to get out of the deal because the Pacers Indiana sure. kid freak they have a bunch of cast base they can wait a little bit cuz of Oladipo and if they could if they could bring them back one guy I would rather than bring back Kemba bring in Kemba
2: than bring right. back Kyrie. Well it, I didn't think the Celtics were a cap space team <laughs> now they are <laughs> now they are I I didn't expect uh Kyrie to stay. I mean I I've been saying for a very long time because I, you know, sorry to say, I didn't see the Celtics as a championship team this year. I just, you know, back in, I wrote about this in December. I went to the G League showcase in Vegas, kind of canvassed the league, talked to a lot of teams and kind of came up with like, this was going to be Lakers versus Celtics for AD. But my opinion was the Celtics were going to crash and burn because they just, they weren't as good as some of the other teams. And I didn't think Kyrie was going to take it well. (laughs) And I thought that he was going to get blamed. And basically what kind of went down, went down. And I'm not saying it's his fault or it's not his fault but i figured that it would end in negatively cuz yep. you lose that second the first year you lose when you get to the playoffs and you do really well but you lose then you're like man we did really well let's go at it right but if you that second time you lose when you lost two times in a row now you're like it's your fault it's his fault it's like man these guys it's like they're next the
0: next after their second year with
1: or like, it's like mello and mari right. like this it's, mari
0: getting hurt it's his fault mello can't get it done especially right. when on paper the team that you're bringing the, back the second time is Better looking right. than the team the first well, time. Well, like
2: the Rockets, right? They're right now. They're uh, by reports they're imploding. Right? It's the second year. First year they should have won. Chris Paul got hurt. They're like we we would beat the. They knew they would have beat the Warriors. Now you think when, they would beat the Warriors? I actually thought that that because I thought the Warriors were really banged up that year. They they mm-hmm. were not. They like the they weren't devastated like they are this year. Right. But every like Curry was hurt. Clay was hurt. Um, KD was hurt. I mean everybody on some level was hurt and that's kind of the problem so uh but i thought you know chris paul going down that was like then it was just the hardened show and we don't well, even know if the Harden show works period but it's also
0: live but i mean it's just the d'antoni system
2: itself is live by the three die by the three <laughs> and when you have trevor Ariza take 10 shots
0: in the final game like yeah you
2: know, that was by design by the team that was you know you, that's the thing is you leave someone like Ariza open just like yeah I, that's part of why i knew that the the raptors would win because you only had steph and clay right and if you threw everything at those two guys and you said okay we're gonna lose if Draymond hits threes, if Igudala hits threes, Quinn uh, right? Those that's how we're gonna lose. I mean, uh, that's, that's good
0: defense. That's right. Good, yeah. Like,
2: I mean, I've I've coached that way, and i I mean, I, I recently had a game like that where like they had one really great player. I said we're gonna protect the paint, we're gonna stop this player, and if they hit shots in the first half, they hit shots, and one of my one of my players started to like break what we were doing to go try to jump out on a shooter. I'm like, no, if they beat us that way, yeah. So be it. We're sticking with what, and it worked, you know, by the second half, they all cooled off. It was one of the first times I had ever seen
0: reports that a defense was running a box and one on someone (laughs) in the NBA, in the NBA, because that's something I'm very familiar with growing up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've
2: run a triangle two, a box and one. I'll do anything. They box in one step, which like they, they should, it it was, it was, I'm, I'm, I was happy when I saw it because I'm like, you know, I, hey, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. like That's like, you Such know. A simple deal. No, and right. you're never
0: going to shut one of those guys down, but you can contain them and no. then make those other guys they, try and
2: beat you. If you're going to score 100, right, only Wilt has scored 100 in a game, right? So mm-hmm. it's never happened. Kobe's gotten to 80s. Uh, some guys have, you know, Booker has gotten really 73. Seven yes, yes. right. three. Terrence Ross at 51. Right. Like the reality <laughs> is is if Steph goes for 50, right, and you score 110, 120, Who's gonna get those seventy other points? Exactly. And that Which, was the
0: plan. You look at that game where the Raptors took home the series and Pascal Siakam had twenty five. Fred Van Fleet had twenty three. Right. That's why they won those games. Right.
2: They had but again, I mean the You know, you know yes, Kawhi's, yes, gonna, yes. You know Kawhi's Katie, gonna score.
1: You know, if KD was there. Of course. Right. But
2: course. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Didn't Steph lose the game, he scored forty seven in
2: well, the, the they thing. Did. Yeah. yeah. But in, and that wasn't even that I mean Steph and it, they lost the next game because of that too. Like Steph didn't have it the next game. Like he he Gave everything he had in that game. At the end of that game, where he scores whatever forty-seven, in the final minutes, he was on the ground diving for balls, like doing all the gritty stuff that a guy like him of his stature with his frail body doesn't normally do. Shouldn't do, yeah, right? You know I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy that he was doing it. Of course. Know? But the next game, he just didn't have any legs, and that's not that's not on him. That that's on Kerr to a degree to say like maybe we should just give them a gimme, and and not. I mean, I'm not. It is what it is. It's it's fifty. You know, looking back, you yeah. Have, you know, better better vision looking back. So, uh, but you know, with the Lakers, we, you know, to kind of wrap up, they, they have these choices, we'll see, but if they go to the next ring down, right, if they don't have that cap room, they might have to be able to go after D'Angelo Russell, which would be ironic given that they dumped him. Norwegian buyback. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And then I don't know what that is, but that's <laughs> it's like, a, it's a uh, reference. I'm like, I'll, I'll, the the good Jeremy read, Piven. Okay. I missed, I missed miss that one. So.
0: <laughs> it's not uh, one of his like really famous ones. No. That's
2: okay. I mean, I, I mean, uh, what just was throw it back to the show, <laughs> uh, but okay, So would you would you like to see
0: the Lakers move these these second-year players because their contracts are a little bit too big for what you're getting no, out it, of them and it, then
2: buy back veterans at the at the, the minimum? Ex- so the idea is that if you include these three extra players, it allows the Lakers to use their cap room right. first mm-hmm. and then trade for Anthony Davis. The way it is right now, they can't trade for Anthony Davis because if you add up what Josh Hart makes, what Lonzo makes, and Ingram, it does, it's That's not enough. Quite. So you need to add a few more players to get to this minimum number. Once you get to that number, now you can trade, you can you can go and not use cap room to get AD. Right now they have to use cap room to get AD. If they use cap room to get AD, they can't use cap room to get a star. Right. Right. Yeah. Now you use cap room first, trade all these dudes, or wait 30 days with that trick with the first round pick. Right. Now you've got AD and you've got that money. So but it, there's kind of the, the the crux of what we've been debating here is like the star power thing versus the depth thing. And so if we say Kawhi, you go star power. If you say Kyrie, you know, you could talk about like some of the negativity that went down in Boston, but you'd still probably go Kyrie, Kemba. Now you get to Jimmy, and you're like, well, he's got those Thibodeau miles, you know. And now we get down to D'Angelo Russell, and it's like you want to pay him a hundred something million dollars. And there's a point where you say, no, it's better to have like three or three four guys. guys. Yeah. And so that's kind of, you know, the dilemma, and we we won't know what the answer is unless until we know what Rob Plinka did with the did he go for the the max cap room can they get a yes what happens if, if he did and they don't get the s's you know yeah. we we will have to cross that bridge and, and it's all you know i'm looking at my clock it's like six we're, we're the draft right tomorrow then it's like uh less than two weeks we're at we're there we're in june July. 30th yeah. they actually change the rules you can start talking so in the past it was like well our time was always june 30th at nine o'clock or 901 yeah uh but now it's like around noon or whatever so they can start negotiating, and we'll we'll have deals. I mean, as much as we want to believe it's a honest world where everyone's you know up and up, uh, there's a lot of negotiation already happening. So be players great, text, right? Coaches text. No, not, yeah. I mean teams teams won't text because they've learned to not put it in writing. Yeah, uh, but they'll, there's communication, like Al Horford opting out. He didn't opt out because he thinks he can get a contract somewhere else. He probably opted out. Because he knows he gets a four-year deal somewhere. Because he's got some Because he sent a
0: carrier pigeon, and they, right. they intercepted and, it. And yeah.
2: look, it, I don't, David Stern was tougher on this and fought it a little bit more. I think Mitch Kupchak is the last guy who still operates by the rules. Uh, you know, credit to him, but no one else does, and I don't think Adam Silver really cares as long as it's out of the public spotlight, as long as guys aren't saying public things. Or if, you know, in the case of, of the Lakers with, Paul George and all that—they're not like active, actually texting and communicating mm-hmm. with uh, with the agent there. So that was kind of a, a problem. But if you don't get caught, like, and you're doing it right by, you know, doing wrong, doing it rightly, mm-hmm. <laughs> then they'll just, you know, look the other way.
1: If you're the Lakers, though, do you look at a guy like Tobias Harris? What can he? What's he gonna get? Is he is he gonna be too expensive for them to even? So, at that point, you might as well go for the max there's, guy.
2: There's probably gonna be like eight to ten teams. I don't. It's I have to run the numbers because you know like the Jazz are now they put a lot of their money into Conley, getting yeah. Conley in trade. So like I, I'll go through the numbers again and and uh, and I'm really waiting until after the draft because there's gonna be fluctuation in the draft. There's always some trades and, and something like that. Uh, and then I'll know exactly how. But if you have like let's say you have ten teams with cap room. And you've got like five guys who are really max guys, and then after we get through those four names we talked about, the D'Angelos, you get to Julius Randle, you get to Tobias, you get to so you know Vucevic. Lopez even yeah Lo- Lopez Vucevic Vucevic is nice dude. Well, I mean, what's what's Bogdanovich going to want? Right, I mean, it, Bogdanovich shouldn't be a max guy, of course right? not. But where
0: he certainly elicits more than the ten million right. he was so getting
2: last year. Do the teams do the teams that don't get the stars? Do they overpay to get Chris Middleton? Right, right. As far as Chris Middleton's concerned, he's getting a max, and he might be right. Now, is he worth the max? I mean, that's a very subjective thing. Uh, probably not in the in the in the sense of does he help? Maybe, maybe if the Bucks pay him that, and it helps them keep Giannis long term. I think he's worth it for the Bucks, but maybe yeah, not for it's, another it's team. Like a
1: it's a circumstantial
2: thing. He because the be Bucks third, need him to win. He right. has to be your third best. Like, if, if is there
0: another guy that they can get that's better than Chris Middleton and no, what he provides? Right, no.
2: no. So. If Chris Middleton is your best player, you're not going to do anything. No. If he's your second best player, like you could argue he's the second best player on the Bucks, but that's also why they're not the champion. Like he, At best, he should be your third best player, which is cool. A guy who can defend and shoot, you know? Is, it, weir- is it
1: weird that I think next year, even if they bring back Middleton, that Brogdon could be their second, their best, second player. best player? And he's a
2: restricted free agent too, and how much does he get? Now you get to that same question. Does somebody give you him a max? Him. How much Does he get $20 million? I mean... Can the Bucks pay that? Because they're getting into the luxury tax right now. Right? If Jabari Parker get twenty million dollars a year last well, year, I mean, you, what's you, he going to get? You overpay short term, right? To get someone for one year, mm-hmm. or so. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So I mean, like, look
0: at what the Mavs did with Harrison Barnes. And, yeah, and, and gave Jordan good money because he was our best player on the team at the time. Right. Right. Is he a twenty-five million dollar player? No. Right. I mean, I don't believe so. But, but
2: some teams will. You're you're in a position where you you can't lose your best player. Right. But then you're investing in – but you can always trade them. So it's – you know, some GMs I've talked to is they're always going to pay a guy. And they don't care about the tax. They have a good ownership because if you lose that asset that you've developed or you've acquired for nothing, what does that do for you? So you can always trade that. And Harrison Barnes got traded, right? Right. And I I think the Mavs are a team that are – they're not going to let something that they built up or they've acquired go for nothing. And so, yeah, it – there's always someone who's willing to take it, it's just sometimes it costs you too much. Right. And it's not right. worth it.
0: What about, um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Okay, let's move on, Jeff All right, okay. cool. Moving on. Good
2: question. Uh,
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> best <laughs> one yet. <laughs> it was a really great one. Which three teams are in the best position? And which three teams are in the worst position, in your opinion, going to the draft and free agency? Like three teams, it doesn't have to be three, three to four, two to four, or two like teams that are really in a the shitter. Like, I, there's one, t- I mean, there's one team I think that is just a complete train wreck. And
0: one?
2: Well, oh, no, I actually, I, I think yeah. there's one that's like hold a on. Before disaster.
1: you
0: answer this, very quickly, a team like the Thunder, who are like 38 million over the cap.
2: They're, they're in, they've been Cavern? in the tax. They've been in the tax too. So, so
0: what does that what does that do for a team going forward? Making any type of moves, can they make any right. moves?
2: So, like when you're in the tax, uh, for one, obviously you're paying like a progressive tax. So if you're one dollar over, you're paying like whatever a buck fifty. But if you're like, uh, let's just say like if you're ten dollars over, now you're paying twenty dollars. Right. I mean, that's not the real numbers, but I'm saying give me an idea. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So it gets progressively worse. So that's why like the Warriors could be like ten million over, and it can cost them uh, another 40. Right. So if you, if they got like a disabled player exception for, for, uh, for KD, right. Which let's say KD opts in and they get an exception Mm -hmm. and then they get like another 10 million to spend. That's not 10 million. They sign a player for 10 million. That's costing them like 40 something million dollars. So you, you know, that, May or may not be a good idea for them, especially if they're not going to win the championship this year, right? right. Because of the injuries. But you spoke about the bla- having to the Blazers a couple
1: years back, right?
2: Right. That, which which part with the Blazers? Like uh, I
1: watched a video of you. You had <laughs> you, the Blazers had a cap room, but it ended up actually being like two hundred million dollars, right?
2: They well, they they were in the tax for a bit, and then they did a really good job of getting out of it. They traded Crab. Uh, but they, what it does is it limits your ability like in trading there are, are different rules as far as like salary matching you have more flexibility uh, when you're not in the tax in, in matching salary uh, you can't use your full exceptions so you don't have the mid-level exception which is like call it $10 million you don't have a buy-in which is like three something million dollars right. but you do get like a smaller one that's like whatever less is $5 million $6 million whatever it is you get a certain amount of money but you don't get as much as the other teams and there's other restrictions uh, but um, when you ask like, what teams are in like, I, I like, I like where, for instance, the Hawks are going. Like their young core, they're. Re- I mean, they did a really good job. Travis Lank really quickly turned something to nothing. Nets did an amazing job of turning, absolutely nothing. They gave everything away to Boston.
1: Everything, and then they gave some to the Blazers too. Right?
2: Yeah, they they've they, completely didn't care about future assets, and then boom, now both th- those teams flipped it around real right. quick. So yeah, I'm. Harris
1: Levert was a good pick. Right. Jared Allen, who we spoke about before yeah. the show was
0: a really good pick. Obviously, Absolutely. The the Collins uh Trey Young duo is is looking right. very, Hawks, great very great. Nice. For the Hawks I, I don't
2: I don't if the Hornets give like Kemba Walker Supermax like Lordy. The, if you say like who's in the worst place right now it's the Wizards, I think probably with that John Wall contract. Right. Oh wow. I mean that's just brutal cuz they're in the worst. He hasn't even started yeah. his Supermax yet. Yeah. And he's got a torn Achilles, and that was after he was hurt in other ways. So uh I mean so if you're the Hornets, you let, you let Kemba walk and just kind of blow it up. It's a tough one. Like you can't give him a super max because then how do you build around him? And you're average you're, right now. You're paying so many of your other players so much. Right, money. even a max like I, getting Bianbo. Like, like you need a star. They need to find. To me, the Hornets need a Donovan Mitchell. Not to say you know, but like they need a, a young Strike guy goals, who's yeah. making a couple, but couple, few million who everyone wants to go see and gets you really excited and build around that. And that's what the Hawks have in Trey Young. You know that. The Hornets need to be what the Hawks are right, right now. and Miles Bridges, as good of a player as he is, is not that, not quite that guy. No, you, you need the star power, right? And he doesn't have that. But he—he's a you good can dunk. Yeah, he, he can s- dunk. He can, He's fun to watch. He can yeah, dunk. He can, he can, 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 right. can right. dunk. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets are tough to call because there are all these reports that you know Chris Paul and and uh, Harden are basically at each other's throats, and uh, uh, you know apparently uh, Harden burnt down Katie's kitchen. No, sorry, Chris Paul's kitchen. So I don't know if you saw the State the Farm. The State Farm. Yeah, yeah, That actually happened yeah. in real life. Well, that, that's why. No, no. That's the i just messing around. <laughs> uh, the Clippers are in a really nice place. I mean, I'd have beef with Josh if he if he burned my kitchen down. <laughs> but it's uh,
1: totally plausible. You know, I'm, I'm, I terrible, don't cook enough Terrible Terrible. I'm not a terrible cook. I'm just not like, not, I don't do it. You know what I'm You're saying? You're definitely not Wolfgang Puck. I'm no way. I would never tell you I'm Wolfgang. I would not even say I'm Bobby Flay. I would just simply say that I'm just not practiced. When I'm in the zone, <laughs> I, I could cook. Listen, I have ice in my veins, and you know that to be true. If I need to cook something up, I can definitely swing it. I just want to throw that Good there.
2: Good learning more, news. Learning more and more today, though.
1: <laughs> more than cap talk, man. You right. um, you cook, you I stink. mean,
2: the other teams are in – I mean, I think the Wizards probably jump out as, as kind of in the toughest spot. Uh, I think the Heat are in the worst position. That w- could call me crazy. Do, The only reason I would say that they're not in the worst is because they're while they are in no man's land, (laughs) admittedly so, the the contracts aren't I mean, they don't go on forever. And they're so like this next year they're kind of yeah, they're they're there's nothing going nothing can happen. You go the year after that, and yeah, they have a lot of contracts that aren't shouldn't be there. They've got like sixteen million to James Johnson and you know, whatever. Kelly O'Linick, Dion Waiters. Uh, Justice Winslow is solid I like Winslow I like Josh Richardson but all, each one of those contracts are between like 10 million and like 16 million and a couple of them are player options so maybe they opt out so like after a year they're going to be start to get to a point where they could trade off some of those right. guys and some of them you want to keep none of them <laughs> are crazy so while I mean, especially guys like Alinek and James Johnson right. who
0: are getting up there in age I mean you, you can you'd like to keep I mean if I'm the heat I'd like to keep Richardson and Winslow if I right, can exactly
2: but you're you're and you compare banned. compare that to the Wizards Where next year, John Wall right now makes nineteen million for the season. Starting next year, he's making thirty-eight million, then forty-one, then forty-four, and then a player option for forty-seven. So compare that to like all those guys added up on Miami like equal one John Wall who can't play right now. Right, right, and they couldn't even win when they had John Wall healthy. They were never like elite anyway. They were always like a a tier two team like that would be like yeah they're fun they might get to the second round
0: basically you were just talking about them in the sense of oh they have the third best guard duo in the league and, right
2: and other than that there wasn't else that you were talking right about. like the the combination it was like Steph and clay it was like McCollum and and, and damien lillard, lillard and then wall and beale and then wall and beale and uh now i mean wall is just it, it's it's amazing i mean i don't know what they're going to do long term like t- teams would like to get out of jail card they had the amnesty right yeah uh but a lot of teams hated that because why should a team be able to get out of jail free you know especially the ones that the bigger markets can afford not i mean washington's probably middle market but it's like uh you know some of the like indiana would be not be a team that would be able to afford to pay 40 million dollars out for a guy even though you stretch it and that money you know cuts down a little bit uh or if it's amnesty you know like it, it, it's a tough go. There's no real solution. They, they just gave a Supermax when they didn't need to. Right. And that, that Supermax, like some of the teams, small market teams, really don't like the idea of a Supermax because it's designed to help them keep their young you know, young stars or whatever or their, or their, their second, you know, like uh, the Kemba Walkers of the world. But it doesn't make sense for the Charlotte Hornets to give him that Absolutely Supermax. Absolutely not. And so now they're kind of obligated to do it. And now if they're not doing it, now they're like sliding their player and the player's like, "Well, you don't value me, so I'm going to go get the max somewhere else." Right. It, it doesn't I mean, it's I think that thing. with Kemba we're talking about kind of a guy that this might not
0: necessarily be an issue for. Maybe. Just because of the we don't know. Right. We don't know. That's because what, when you've been presented with
2: 40 million dollars right. in your agent's in your ear, it's sure. that's a hard that's
0: well, a hard decision to make.
2: Like when they had a bunch of cameras in front of him and they asked him, "Hey, would you take less to stay?" He was like, "Yeah." Right. Because there was a bunch of cameras and they asked him that. Like, if you get him on Truth Serum or just in a private room and have a conversation, I don't know what he would say. For sure. I do know that everyone's going to say the right thing. They're going to, people say what, they, what people want to hear. Unless that, you're Dwight don't? Howard. Like, Dwight Howard was like, <laughs> all you had to do, Dwight, was just lie and say, I want to be a Laker for the rest of my life. And then we wouldn't spend the entire year asking you, what are you going to do after your contract's up? We spent the whole year badgering him and he, it was this horrible relationship, right? Yeah. Uh, you lie to us. I, I expect you to lie. You're supposed to lie. I mean, that's my job—is to be to, to weed through the lies. But just say, yeah, I want to stay here. And then we we would shut up. We wouldn't bother you the whole year. We'd ask you once or twice more as it gets closer. Everything, yep. yeah, I still want to be here. That's what Kyrie did, right? Yeah,
1: he yeah, would, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next thing, you know, ghosting people, right? Yeah.
2: But that that's that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah. is how it's done. No, that's just like good <laughs> media training. training right? And yeah. people are upset with AD for telling you know the Pelicans early that he's going, right? Like, is what AD what ad did worse ad ad did ad do <laughs> i don't know if you know that commercial ad do no it's, it's no. that predates <laughs> you but someone out listening knows ad do it's a, like a plumber from like the 80s or something like that some like white haired guy be like ad do <laughs> you don't know that you gotta look it up on youtube or something. up. yeah, yeah. Uh, i lost the point but you know anyway you're uh, talking about ad it oh, yeah, oh, yeah. was it what he
1: said right to come out and say it i mean i don't know it's I, not
2: right but at the same time what Kyrie did is probably worse is what i'm saying like if you expect and every, all your planning is on Kyrie coming back or Al Horford, like I didn't expect that. Like Al Horford, they, they, everything was good. Now Al Horford, now suddenly they have to have a completely different plan of attack. They expected Horford to stay. If those guys intended to leave, and they're finding out right now, a, a few days or a week or a month before free agency, whereas at least Anthony Davis told them the way it went about it was you know going not public and it but was that's not. way, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at like least Paul it was, George uh, said it. Look, something I'm looking at the Dwight Pelicans Howard. right now,
0: and I'm thinking. That Like, they're in a better position. Look, Anthony Davis, and, and I don't know if this is something, you know, that teams take into consideration now, but the NBA has changed. And I don't know if an Anthony Davis-led team can win an NBA championship just based off of, – and he's amazing. He's a top – I think he's a top-five player in the league. But, you know, I'm looking at their team now, and I'm, I'm really hopeful for the
2: for the Pelicans' future. For Well, he, you need a guard with him who can really – better than Drew Holiday, as good as Drew Holiday is. They need another guard. <clears throat> and uh, the Lakers don't have any guards, by the way. Right, uh, and that's something to figure out. That's my main issue <laughs> is that
0: you can sign Tobias Harris, but then you're looking you, at Kuzma, James, and Harris. Right, like no guards. I could argue it's that Horford or- they-
2: would be an amazing fit for the Lakers next yeah. to AD and LeBron, like defensively. But now you know where do you go? So they kind of need to put that money into a guard. Uh, but you know we'll, we'll have to wait and see. There's still, um, by the way, the the reported number that Horford's supposed to get is about 100 million, which is about 25 starting roughly 22 starting that kind of fits in where the lakers can be i don't think that's who they're really got the promise from but technically it would work i mean they have the money to do so it could be the it could honestly be the clippers i think that's possible
1: i think think the clippers are possible and i think he'd want to play in la and he could play with the clippers i think he'd be a good veteran fit there i mean as a boston fan though I'm not as like I'm not broken hearted. I mean, it's not like Al Horford's like 26 and 27. No, he's and, old. He's in his prime. I yeah. don't need like I don't need to give him a four year deal because then like a year from now the three of us will be over a brew talking about wow that contract <laughs> sucks because he only played <laughs> 55 games and right. it didn't work out. The only issue for the Celtics and you know what? As a Celtics fan, yeah, Kyrie leaving sucks. And yeah, Horford leaving you know is not a part of the game plan. But a part of the game plan also is you take Tatum third overall, expecting him to be a superstar. You take Jalen Brown him third overall, expecting him to be, like, pushing to be an all-star. It's time for these guys to shine, you know? You want them to. Like, over, I mean, now it's time for Tatum to step up. It's time for Brown to step up. Marcus Smart to step up. And the only issue I would have, as I brought up a couple like, you know, ten minutes ago, is just Gordon Hayward's contract. Right. Because I don't think—he just didn't come back the way I thought anyone would. thought oh, he would. Yeah. Paul he George, mangled that foot, yeah. but—
2: so did Paul George, and it, it was, yeah, but two, you know, two different people, two different people, different injuries, and is mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, I always like Paul George more than Gordon Hayward, anyway, yes. as a player. Uh, but it, yeah, injuries suck. That's just kind of the, the yeah. lesson here. But yeah. they happen.
0: Yeah, they, yeah, it's, it's part, of, part it. of the game. So and that's
1: why that's why I mean, that's the only reason. That's my only issue with the Lakers kind of going. And yeah, if they get Kawhi, and if they get AD, and if they get LeBron on paper, that team is just probably the best assembled big three in the history of the game. But what happens if AD, who's been injured? You know, in the past, LeBron who only played fifty something games last year, and Kawhi who's at health, but the year before he was hurt.
2: Right. You know,
1: yep. that's like the. But all you can do is give you yourself run.
0: the best
2: opportunity right. to win. There's enough. there's risk in any move you make, and mm-hmm. then there's risk in not making moves. Like inaction is just as risky. Not yeah. going for it is risky. Going for it is risky. The, you just do the best you can. Uh, it's it's gonna be interesting if they get a third star. Uh, This team will have massive expectations. Absolutely, seriously, and how they flesh it out with role players is going to be. That's what I'm interested to see
0: because LeBron's teams. If you look at the Heat, the other you know pieces, the supplementary pieces on that team were fantastic for what they needed. Ray Allen,
1: Mike Mike Miller,
0: James Jones, you you guys that like no one really thinks about Eudonis Haslam, who were getting very very
2: productive minutes.
1: Eudonis Haslam getting his number retired. Yeah.
2: And that's the question is, the, you know, does Rob Plink have the experience and the basketball evaluation skills to get that done? Uh, the combination with him and Magic left me saying, I don't know. Like they made some moves that were good and they made some that were like Muscala for, you know, Zubats for Muscala made no sense. Um, they didn't give LeBron any shooters. Like, they were, but, you know, I, I, could, I could argue they let Brooke Lopez go. They let Julius Randle go. Like yeah. there was a lot of things I didn't like. Uh, but, you know, maybe some of that was Magic's influence, and Rob will show that he's he's got a better touch than just, you know, work when, what Magic wanted to do.
0: Okay, so very quickly, before we move into, into fourth down, who are a couple of teams who are looking really,
2: really good? Well, that's, uh, I, th- I mean, to be determined, but uh, like I mentioned, you know, from a lower level, like the Hawks being uh, a team that's building towards the future, mm-hmm. uh, and... Uh, it up here we're gonna see the Clippers are in a really nice place where they've got some nice young pieces, they've got good management, so they've got a good coach. They've got cap room. They have Gallinari. They have room for one max guy. They can move Gallinari and get to two. They could get to two either way. They could even stretch Gallinari, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but wave him. Uh, and that would get them there if but with KD going down and, and whatnot. Kawhi, I think Kawhi yeah. they have a shot to get Kawhi. Some people say all the reports say he's going to Clippers over Lakers if he leaves the Raptors. I don't know if that's true or false. Uh, I don't. Uh, he's a tough guy to read. Yeah. He doesn't really, you know, communicate. Uh, uh particularly well. I mean, uh, the other team. I mean, I I like where the Kings are going. I don't know if I would say they're in a great spot. Uh, the the Suns are always kind of in, you know, in limbo. Uh, the Magic are starting to get somewhere. Uh, another team it's hard to prop up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Knicks. It, you know, let's move on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Knicks they, are always hard to read. They're the usually, hard to read.
0: They look. It looks promising on I paper. Think, uh, they I got a lot of room, we a lot just, of young pieces are But are that they going to get anybody? You yeah. know,
2: they traded Porzingis, which, like, he didn't want to stay, so they traded him. But, like, why couldn't you get to a point where he wanted to stay, right? So, whatever. I mean... Bring in Russell, though. if it, right, like the Nets get Butler and Kyrie, and then they go after right. DeAngelo the, the, the Nets are in a great place. Uh, they've got great management. great co- They're like the Clippers. It's kind of like the Lakers and the Clippers and the Knicks and the Nets where the Lakers and the Knicks are the headliners mm-hmm. and the Lakers appear to be succeeding in some ways you know, despite themselves you know, where they haven't made a lot of good moves. They've made a lot of confusing moves. They've had a lot of turmoil whereas the Clippers are just like good move after another, good management. Stock Rivers Is this the most like up in the air that those two
0: like competing city franchises have ever been? Like, I mean, which one's we've better? We've never
2: seen like those two teams compete for each other at the right. same year. We're, this is a Lakers versus Clippers in free agency, and a Nets versus Knicks in free agency. And I mean, at least in my lifetime, in the in the two thousands,
0: the the Clippers never could even touch the Lakers. Ever. Right.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, ever since the Kobe got hurt, it's been and all Clippers until right. Lob City really right. came through. And, but the and Nets until Lob City, and yeah. the
1: Nets were in New Jersey, and then now they're in Brooklyn. But by the time they got to Brooklyn, it was honestly like the D'Angelo Russell trade was like the biggest thing for that franchise. Right. And that was a huge thing.
2: Car. I mean, it helped Lakers too. It helped them you could argue it got them kuzma or josh hart depends on your point of view uh and helped them get they technically could have kept russell they didn't use the cap room last year that they but it got them at least in the discussion to help get lebron i mean these are like sliding door things you know like if they don't have slots for two room two slot two max slots last year maybe lebron doesn't come because Mm -hmm. he thinks oh i've got someone else coming and then oh it didn't work out but at least he's here so you know there there's no real way to know right but, but uh I mean, there there are, there are teams out there. You know, the Nuggets are they do a really good job of of drafting and putting teams together. They a team did a lot better than than they expected. I don't think they expected to be as good <laughs> as they were. Uh, but I, we, lo- I loved them.
1: I, I really I think they were a top three team for me going into the year.
2: I, I, I can't really recall. I think I, I, I they're going to continue to be really good. But um, there's a limit, you think? Yeah. I mean, I am curious. I they, they need a little bit more. Uh, Millsap is a little bit older. He's he's, old. he's yeah. the most important piece on that team beyond the stars like without him they're they're like a six seed. At but the they best. have
0: they have to upgrade that bro right. to yeah. really compete i think yeah well as Millsap he, gets older yeah yes yeah.
2: he does he's only got so much he's got a an expensive team option they can let go of him now my understanding is is they they understand his value and they'll probably keep him uh but like i feel like they're i like gary harris i like you know jamal murray I jamal. you know they're they're just feisty that's a deep team uh but they're I I don't I don't know if they're there where they're like maybe they still have an upside that I don't see yet I just think they're
1: I think Murray can, I think Murray can still make one more jump
2: perhaps and that would be huge and, and then they have Michael Jokic Porter is yeah Michael Porter Jr. right maybe Michael, maybe maybe Michael Porter Jr. is the answer uh I just like I'd like to see kind of like a
0: replacement of like Will Barton or you know he's scrappy he's good but i just there's not enough their their supplementary pieces aren't like exciting enough for me
2: they're they're I, i like where they are they have some flexibility they have a good roster and good management too you know a lot of it is it starts with the management but that's not always the case and there are teams that fall into things or you know and the lakers are probably an example where they've had all these you know magic just quit right last day of the season i was there for that it was insane uh and yet here they are. They're going to have AD, and they may end up with with Kawhi too, mm-hmm. or someone else, or Kyrie, or whatever. Kem, and they may be leapfrogging all these other teams. And uh, so, well, well, there's no magic. There's no one way to do it. There's yep. no easy way to do it. It just it either happens or it doesn't. And in most cases, it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could be I could be on the wrong side of this, um, but I think you win
1: in the draft if you look at like uh, the, the Nuggets probably behind the Warriors, the second best drafting team in the NBA. And then if you look at the Bucks nabbing Giannis at 15, Kawhi at 15 for the Spurs. I mean, you brought up the Orlando Magic, who have some nice cap space, and you know they can make a move for a guy. I don't like. I don't like where they are in the draft. But they're sitting at 16. If you get, but like look where the Hawks. We bring up Hawks and Collins and Trey Young. Kevin Hoyter was a huge pick for them. Yep. He was, like, yeah. a steal in the teens and 20s, you know? If they could nab, like, a great player at 16 where Romeo Langford, John- uh, Keldon Johnson, where these guys are going to be, if yeah. one of them, they get lucky in one of these guys. I mean, I've
0: talked about it before. Like, my impression of this draft class is that the, like, 13 to 22 is not nearly I, I think we might see more players in the second round that are, right. that end up being better than this 13 to 22. Yeah,
2: someone's gonna take louis king and be stoked yeah i'm not a draft expert but the basic impression is, is yeah this is these are assumptions there it, it, it was at first it was like a one-player draft it's just Zion. then it was like okay it's it's two players with jaw and then oh yeah barrett and then garland and you know some of these guys now it's like that's it, always kind of how it goes where it gets to be like a yeah there's like six seven guys right. culver and whatever and- uh yeah, you're talking to two guys who are probably the 1% of the population who would
1: take RJ over Zion.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I
2: think I would. All right. I, I think you got to go with Zion, but, you know, it's all good. Yeah. No, I no, mean, it's, if you're, if you're
0: it's, it's easy to say it sitting here. I mean, if you're the GM of a team, like, it's oh, yeah, a totally it's, different you have to take. On, yeah. you have to take Zion. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it's, you have to swing for the fences. Right. Otherwise, why are you here? Right. 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 And, and while Barrett is a good pick, like, Zion could be, like, your franchise guy. And, you, it's impossible to get a franchise player. Yeah. That's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, And so if you have a shot, you got to take it. And if you, if you miss, you fail. It is what it is. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> and I think we'll move on to fourth down. All right, Eric. Favorite sports memory of all time.
2: Uh, favorite sports memory. So rest in peace, okay. uh, Billy. Billy Buckner. Oh, man. Uh, I was a Mets fan growing up. Uh, it's, a oh, it's a family thing. It's a family thing. Uh, my father was a, a Yankees fan but my mom's side were all originally Dodger fans uh but then they left so like if we go historically you know predating my existence on this earth uh they were Dodger fans and then they became Mets fans cuz if you're a Dodger fan you hated the Yankees right so you couldn't Brooklyn. right you couldn't so they waited and then and then the Mets came and then Mets were terrible and then they were the Miracle Mets in 69 which you know was 63 to mm-hmm. 69 6 years to win a championship that's actually Mets had a reputation of having like a being a joke, like being the Clippers of you know whatever at the time. You know the Clippers aren't that anymore, but back in the day, it's a weird thing that happens. In right. like the Marlins, the d right? It's like a weird thing that happens in baseball. Yeah. So, uh, but I that was like the first sport where I was like just obsessed with like I, I watched every game. I was in L.A., but I would watch. We had you know WOR and Kiner's Corner, Ralph Kiner, and like I used to watch all that. And my uncle's big time. You know Mets fans, and mm-hmm. we would communicate. You know, uh, I guess via phone back then because there was no other way. <laughs> Rotary. Right. I don't even. I didn't mail letters or something like that. Yeah, carrier pigeon, like I said <laughs> before. Yeah. Um, but that was like, and I just I remember just being so down because that game was lost, and then Mookie Wilson and the ball goes through Buckner's legs, uh, and the, and the Mets get that game and they end up to win win the whole thing. And that was like the joy of sports. And that was like because that I watched them when they were like. In seventh place. Yeah. Now you, there's no seventh place anymore because of realignment. But there was a point back in the day where they were like either in seventh or sixth place guaranteed, and their best player was like Lee Mazzilli. Like, I don't know if anyone knows that name. I don't know right. it is. That was like, yeah, exactly. It was like, <laughs> it's like if you like, you know, I like Tobias Harris, right? But like in like thirty years, it, are people going to remember Tobias Harris from this era? It's going to be no. like he was like a really good guy who helped the team do well. You know, maybe he ends up on a championship team, and, and I like I like Tobias a lot. I covered him with the Clippers, great dude. Yeah, but Zilli was kind of like that, like a really good player, but like not your best player at the time. Campaign, yeah. And they were a terrible team. So when that all happened, and and then of course like following up, it ends up all the Mets were on cocaine, and like yeah, you know the they had all this <laughs> drama, right? There was a lot of problems, like all. And them. so it, you know, <laughs> I, and I started to grow up a little bit. I'm like, you know, at this point, you know, I'm gonna move on. You know, I and I moved on, kind of converted to more of a Dodgers guy, and then eventually, you know, got to like that that era as I started, you know, watching Nick Van Exel and uh, the Clippers, and, and they were terrible, but I got to see Michael play and all those guys, and I started to fall in love with basketball, and that was that became my sport. So my best memory is, is that I remember where I was, you know, like in, you know, by myself, really on the phone with my, actually I was on the phone with my dad who was the Yankees fan, and just screaming and freaking out, was, you know. <laughs> So uh, I, I've seen some incredible things in the NBA. I mean, from great moments, seeing championships, uh, seeing terrible, terrible moments. I was there when Sean Livingston tore out his knee. Yeah, um, I was there when Kobe tore his Achilles. I got to ask him the question, you know, will we ever see Kobe play again? And he didn't like that question. <laughs> but it was one that needed to be asked. I could feel like the whole world. That was what everyone was asking. Is, right. is, is he done? And I had to ask that. And, and he didn't he didn't like the question. But he ended up using it in his movie uh muse kobe right muse he used that little clip of me asking that question so that's are you in cool. your, your face is in there no just be, the audio yeah but be, the thing is is I, I took one for the team because i i i don't want to say i'm smarter than anyone right but i am experienced and so i <laughs> knew like when he came out of the trainer's room i was like holy crap he's gonna talk that was cr- but i knew where he was gonna go to talk so when people were going to where kobe was coming from i was going the other direction i went to where i knew he was gonna stand yeah so I was standing right in front of them, and then the camera for Spectrum, Time Warner Cable at the time, or Spectrum, right, the, the Lakers network is behind me, and they're like, get down, get down. So I'm like, either I could hold my ground and national TV or at least local local, but the main feed for the Lakers won't have this moment, or I could get down on one knee and let them shoot over my head. And so I took one for the team, so I'm like down there on the ground crouching. And Kobe's like, yeah, you, something like you—you uh, you should be asking that question when you're down there or something like that. He made a little snarky remark because you know I asked a a difficult question. You want? Yeah. He didn't want to face, uh, but again, I—I—I I, I told him. I asked him later because we talked later, and he was. I said, "Did you want to kick my ass?" When I, when I asked that, he's like, "No, no, no. It was the right thing that you know, right thing to do. It was what it's what everyone wanted to know, and it right. was, you know, I just didn't want to face it at that time." So. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's, that's a crazy memory. memory. That's
1: a good memory. The Bucs one kind of stung a little bit, but that's a really good one. That's a really really good one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, the Boston thing. You know, yeah, listen, my dad's a Mets fan. He's got to
0: get one. In there. That's the uh, you know, <laughs> the <sorry laughs> <half of it. laughs> that's one like one. one of those clips where you watch it and you're just like, oh, I can't believe that just it's happened. Not, but it's
1: not even his fault. It, it's not. Stanley Cousk covers the first base. Do your job. You cover first base. And you, you know, he's like sitting there, at the pitcher's mound. Like yeah. I would sit there, like like you know, as a <sighs> kid. Oh, man, well. Hey, I, I it like you. Me I'm and glad you. Joy. i got, yeah, you got one, buddy. Good for you. Someone got to be
0: happy. <laughs> we, it's actually funny. We were um, we were making our own mock draft, and we had you know Windler, the guy that's on Belmont. He's like a six eight, like small. I'll, I'll take guy. your word
2: for it. I'm not the draft. It's guy. all. It's all good. Especially we, this draft.
0: We, we have him. He's just a just kind of a knockdown three-point right. shooter. So we had him go into the oh, Warriors no, no. late in the yeah. late in the first round. Um, But the comp for him on one of the websites that I was looking at was Eric Pytowski.
2: Oh, nice. And I was like, well, that, what a the, wild throwback. The rifleman or was it the Is Polish, that his nickname? The, yeah, the Rifleman. Eric the Rifleman. Yeah. Or the Polish Rifleman or something like that. It was like something sharp of I just I yeah. couldn't
0: believe that that was like a comp that someone was throwing out he there. Was, like people still He was very good. He was, he very good. was yeah, a he good was, player. In I've today's
2: game, in he'd oh, be more important in today's game. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, <laughs> you know, no, I, would, I just thought I would I'd love to see there. Peja
2: Stoyakovich in today's game yeah Peja would be great in this game or Absolutely. Wally Zerbiak yep, Zerbiak, knockdown shooters I mean it's always been important to have shooting but in today's era it's just it's everything it's crucial Korver yeah, was yeah. like three years too early I would love <laughs> I,
0: that's a great piece for them for the Lakers to go after Korver I, Korver I
2: I don't say like it's a lock but that feels like a lock As, as if there's a lock that's a lock yeah and he's yeah. played with them before it, yeah it, it's gonna happen that's yeah. my opinion Okay,
0: toss, throw it at them. All right, we're gonna go into the two minute drill. So I'm just gonna rapid fire some questions for you, not too many. We'll make this pretty pretty painless. What's the Lakers record next year?
2: Oof. Uh I'll go conservative and go fifty nine wins. Fifty nine ones. That's are they conservative? the conservative? Oh my god! Are they what? What seed are they? Are they the, oh, they're the they're the number one. Yeah, they're the one seed. Yeah, fifty nine wins. The Rockets are in turmoil, and the Warriors aren't there. That's the no, thing. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you if you said like the Rockets were the Rockets, like they didn't have this turmoil, and then the Warriors were there, then we you know they'd split those games. It'd be a little oh, bit lower. I, I mean, we've talked yeah. about
0: this before on the podcast. True. The
2: Rockets are not. They're never coming right. back to where they were. The Lakers last are gonna year. play the Warriors four times, right? And they're gonna play the Rockets at least three, maybe maybe four two. So you know and so are the yeah. Nuggets going to be the two seed again? Right now, the Nuggets are are the second best team in the West. Right, you know, there's always the Thunder. Like you always, I, I they have problems. That you always have to at least consider. They're such a, they're like a potential number one and a potential number ten seed. Like they they're the huge. Steven Adams team. can step up and be the third guy they need. <laughs> on, He's the just double not double. a scorer. Yeah, so, you know.
0: Okay, uh, where gut check? Where is Kawhi going to sign?
2: Oof, that's a tough one. <clears throat> that's a tough one. Uh, because of the uncertainty with the Lakers and not knowing the numbers. You know, if we have to say like you're saying, I got to give an answer, and I don't know the answer. If Lakers have the money, I'll say not Lakers. So then it's Raptors or Clippers. And being that he's such an odd dude, I mean, if anybody's going to leave, it's going to be him. So I mean, I'll throw out Clippers because you know, yeah, why not? But
0: I think he's going. I think he's going to stay.
2: I, I, it's very possible. He's so hard to read. He's so weird. I, yeah. Here, if I, there's a reason that he stays, it's because maybe he wants to wait till he gets to his 10 year max, which is a higher number. He can sign at like about 45. And so, like, all right, I'll stay a couple years, get to that 10-year mark, and then I'll split.
0: But I think even the weirdest part about it is that, like, I, I feel like he's not he doesn't look at things from, like, this, like, tactician standpoint of where he's, like, manipulating his career, and it's more of just, like, kind of on a whim.
2: I don't know. He's I just, don't know. He, I, he seemed pretty tactical the way he got out of uh I mean, he plays very, San Antonio. He, he, he plays he very tactically. Out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I think he's just
1: I, 10 steps ahead of I'm everyone like else. I like that, though. Why not, like, if he goes back, and if they bring back Gasol kind of cheap, Siakam's going to move up, and Van Vliet's going to get better. Why would they you get, not? you be, get a non boy back as well? Yeah. Why would they not be the favorite to win again?
2: Uh, in the East, they would be the favorite. I don't know if they would be able to beat the West team in the Lakers if they're Anthony Davis and all that. Just like I don't think that the Raptors beat the Warriors when they were when they were the Warriors, but they Forever. weren't the Warriors this year. Yep. All right. What's your favorite sports movie? Sports movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh crap. Uh, Lordy. I mean, oh, that's a tough one. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I remember Wildcats with Goldie Hawn was good. Although I don't know if it, some of these things might da- not date well. Uh, I, you know, like I mean, we know Goldie Hawn. Right. I don't you know, know if I've ever seen that uh, movie though. I've never seen that movie. That <laughs> like, was like a the... football movie. I think it was a football movie where she like ends up the coach or something like that. Or That's wild. you know something like crazy. You know. about the plot right. Be we maybe. gave
0: we gave our top fifteen. I think last week or something like last that, we and we both show, we both right. had. Remember the Titans at number one. Right.
2: Like I mean, there's all like there's you can go with all like the Rudies and the you know of the, the classics, and like, yeah. I'm trying to think you know something a little more. I I mean there's you know one with Charlie Sheen and uh, Major League and those are always fun. You know I grew up watching like when I was a kid the Bad News Bears like the original with Walter Matthau like I was like a baby that's but three, like man. that's a that's yeah. like you know I that there that field is actually in westwood um off of, i think sepulveda no really? way yeah, yeah, yeah it's like the bad news bears field it's awesome real. and like I'm when you sure see stuff. it you're like yeah it is that that is the field like you're gonna remember like if you if you if you know that movie you're like yeah that is totally the field it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, we're gonna we're taking my, my third favorite sports movie. okay well, yeah i love that movie okay <laughs> It really is. In case you were wondering, it's in, in case you were curious, sports. but Wildcats is not on that. Uh, Wesley Snipes was in that, I believe. Wildcats, I think he was one of the football players. Huh. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's got to be decent. Do you watch? Do you do you get a chance to watch TV at all? Uh, not a lot lately, but yeah, yeah.
0: What's your guilty pleasure TV show?
2: Oh, I I, I watch more TV shows now, like, but obviously not when they're actually live. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Barry right now. Barry is okay. just amazing. Uh, a show that I thought was amazing was Fleabag. I don't know if anyone... Yeah, it's a British show. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Like, that was... in Like, it's funny. Phoebe Waller-Bridges. It's, Bridges it's, it's or, yeah, funny she's and raunchy. So, like... Uh, but it's also sentimental and touching. So, it's really, really Okay, it's really but good. The, those
0: are good shows, though. What's your guilty pleasure TV show? The show that you're uh, kind of embarrassed that you watch.
2: Oh, crap. Uh, well, so, like, I, I, I could say that, like... And I've kind of moved on because of my schedule. But my wife watches all that trash, right? <laughs> like, she can't get enough of it. So, like... I watched for years with her. Like she would have me watch like America's Next Top Model. She would watch the. She still watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and all my kids watch that. And it's like so. Ridiculous. She loves all that stuff. She loves the Housewives. Was yeah. there uh, any point
1: where you're like you're like uh, you sit down you're like I don't want to do this in 30 minutes and
2: you're like you're enthralled? Oh no! I, by the time you get into it, you're like oh no, I don't like that. girl. Gr- like, don't like you're that. invested. One for, no, that, invested yeah. That, that, yeah, I don't like that girl for him. He, she's <laughs> she's a gold digger or, or the other way around. No, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. uh, it is what it is. I probably got more that I you know I'd have to think about that, but yeah. yeah uh I, I can blame my wife all i want but like you know i could have gotten up and, and after a little bit gotten you know after a am like well, wh- when are we gonna watch uh, you know <laughs> but no i haven't watched the last few seasons the, the kids still do but I, i've schedule got a little too crazy but yeah yeah thank You're god for you yeah <laughs> all right what's uh I, t- I told you these are fun what's your go-to karaoke song oh well see so the thing is is like my wife is a professional singer okay um she recorded with tupac dr dre like all the like legends of that era, the '90s hip hop era, right? Like, so she's got like platinum records on the wall. It's the coolest thing. So we go to karaoke. She can go out there and like sing. And so, <laughs> is she not want to
0: sing because she's a professional singer? No, no, she, no, like she loves, doing it. She loves okay. singing. Okay. She okay. loves singing.
2: All right. I so when when we we would have we would host these karaoke parties at one of my kids' schools as like a fundraiser. And so, like my job is because I don't really sing, <laughs> is to follow her up because if she goes up and sings, everyone's like intimidated. But then no one has any problem following. You me lower up. the standards right, yeah. right now, yeah. so I can do like actual quote singing. I can do like "Ring of Fire" by Johnny Cash. That's yeah, actual singing. Yeah. But where I excel, it, because I'm not a singer, my range is very tight. I have a very small range. I could do the low low parts. Right, uh, is I can do a lot of those like hip hop songs, like you know. Humpty Dance, I did it. At my wife, my wife's birthday party the other day, I did. And, and I did Humpty Dance, and I'll kill that stuff, right? <laughs> I'm I no, I, I'm, I'm legit good at it. And of course, it's always in front of a home crowd and of drunk friends. So right, that, yeah. that right. helps, you know. Uh, so I could do, a, you know, like uh, we do American Boy. My wife does the, the the stealth part. I can do the Kanye part. No like, way, I, I, that's, yeah. that's a great I, duet I, song. Awesome. That's a great duet. Yeah, song. it's it's very, it. it's a very, it's mostly female. You know, Kanye has like two parts and one of them short. But um, yeah, no, I can do. Yeah, everything you know, like it takes to you know, all of those classics from that era. Jump King around, Mama said. Not okay, you know, jump up yeah, on you know, stage she,
1: after yeah. she goes. Cool,
0: Jay.
2: They'll always say, say
1: said Eric Pinkus Pink yeah. <laughs> took one for the team for Kobe for <laughs> this. <laughs> or the,
0: the, also that he knew his role. There he knew his a, role. Knew yeah, no, you don't you should, want me you, to I mean, sing, sing. You know, my, I think
2: the Lakers should sign you on the, the veteran minimum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they for the front office. You know, I I don't need a front minimum. That's like you know. The minimum for a rookie is about nine hundred thousand. Like I'm a lot cheaper than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you guys out. I'm ready to go. You won't, I won't cost. I mean, I, I might cost something, but yeah. I'm not going to cost nine hundred thousand. So not I'm better than the rookie. Line. If you'll, you're, if you'll you're, get more out of me than you will out of a rookie minimum. I'm telling you. Don't you don't think if, if they put you on the court and you're a spot up three? No, not on the court. In the office, could you hit the it? Um, I'm you got, actually you got five. Open I'm threes. actually pretty good at like a clutch shot. More so than like You're kinda of like Josh, you've got ice yeah. in the vents. Like oh yeah, like so like you know, when I was young with my wife and we were we weren't even thinking we were married yet. Um we went we went to like there was like a Shaq had a dunk.net website back in the day and it was like you hit a free throw to get a shirt and my wife was like you gotta go get or I got maybe even girlfriend or fiance at the time, you gotta go get me one of those so I come up and knock it down. Boom, here's your shirt. You know, I was courting her, so I needed to like impress, so I'm yeah. gonna hit that shot. I half-court so shot. Gene, I could float up a half half-court shot. I can make. You give me that chance to win like forty thousand dollars, whatever, for half-court shot. That's going to go in. But if you like actually want me to shoot and for average, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not. No, my yeah. form. That's know, a bold statement. Know, you're going to make
0: the half-court oh, shot. Yeah.
2: Like nice. I know what's wrong with my form from a coaching perspective. I know exactly how to shoot the ball in my head. But it's like singing. I know how to sing in my head, but it don't come out right. You know, right. same thing with free throws. Right. Like I I know that I don't hold my follow through. I know that my off I, I know because my teaching my youngest who has really good form, I and and she has a trainer. Like I know how to do yeah. it. Yeah, Just, you showed
0: us a little clip of her and she yeah, hits she a play. lefty scoop layup. It's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah.
2: My, yeah, my friends call that the Kayla. So whenever anyone goes to their offhand and flips in an off handed layup against pressure, yeah. Uh, that's a Kayla.
1: I'm, I'm with that. I'm with him on that though. I'm like sitting next to him, like I'm agreeing with everything you're yeah. saying. Because if we're at the park and I have to, if I have to shoot ten threes, at the park, I will miss all of them. But if you put me in front of the crowd in a Lakers uniform and I have to bang <laughs> a three, I'm
0: nailing that yeah. thing. I don't care what the score is. You're not yeah. taking that three. <laughs> if I had to, I'm not letting does. you take that three. You
2: don't have <laughs> all right, Jordan or LeBron? Uh, well, I mean, you got to go with the ring count, right? I, I'm sorry. It, it ultimately, okay. the ultimate goal to of win this is to win championships. Yeah. And yeah. some people say that's not fair. And some of the greatest players don't get in that position. I'm of the argument that the greatest players are the reason why those teams elevate. Like, the reason why Scottie Pippen is so great is because he's great. But the reason he's a champion is because he was playing with LeBron. Uh, not LeBron. <laughs> with Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so, like, Scottie on these other teams was amazing, but he wasn't a champion. Right? right? uh it, it's the best players who push them like kobe's will and drive was problematic at times right like going one on five right but ultimately he drove that team to titles now he wouldn't couldn't do it without Powell, couldn't do it without shack certainly shack those were shack's titles that kobe helped bring in right and, but the ones he earned uh what, what lebron has done is amazing uh he's yeah. a, an incredible incredible player uh and it's, is it fair that he had to go up against the Warriors with KD? Like, the first year, he went up against them with, like, a couple of plastic spoons and a knife, right? No K-Love. Right. No, love, no, no help. No Kyrie, yeah. Right. So whatever. Next game, next year, get it done. Year after that, injuries again, and injuries, injuries, injuries. And, like, J.R. Smith, like... <laughs> boneheaded, most dude, boneheaded decision Like, ever. you win yeah. game one on the road, that series completely shifts. Right. Like, it just changes the psychology Puts of Puts them it. on their heels a little bit. Maybe it doesn't happen for them, but dude, you just yeah. ah, the the opportunities in life come when you don't know. Like they're there, and your the opportunity's there, and it's gone. And some people are, as you say, you're a clutch shooter, right? You're gonna hit it in the mm-hmm. opportunity. Some people, oh, I didn't realize that was my moment. And Jr. had one of those. Yeah, that's, I was there tragic. for that. You were there. You. Were I, 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 oh, oh, yeah. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that moment in person because I was so confused as to what was happening because you're like. Wait, what, 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 is it, what, what is he doing? We're like, wait, we're, we're all the media. We're trying to like right. come up with w- this was the reason. There was a reason. And no, no, there's no there reason. There was no reason. There was no reason. He just screwed up.
1: Yeah. Inexcusable.
2: So wait, but Bill Russell isn't the greatest player ever though. So, or Robert Horry. So, well, <laughs> okay, well, we could do a whole show on why I think Robert Horry should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but that's a do you think story. Andre Iguodala should be in the Hall of Fame? Um, you can argue at history. I think if Robert Horry is in the Hall of Fame, then Andre Iguodala yeah. absolutely yeah. belongs there. I don't think Iguodala should be in the Hall of Fame unless Horry is in the Hall of Fame. Okay, that's and and, and that was exactly what spurred on the most. Re- I have this debate on Twitter, like, annually or biannually, every couple of years or every few times a year, semi-annually. So the idea is, is that, like... Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain were the best players kind of of their eras, right? And Wilt Chamberlain was by far a better player than Bill Russell. But Bill Russell won title after title after title after title with a bunch of guys who dribbled. When they dribbled, they were looking at the ball, and they shot 37% from the field. You know what I mean? Cousy is is, a, is an all-time legend, but the guy, look at his shooting numbers, right? It's a different era, but mm-hmm. I mean... Like in today's game, he's not even, you know, he's not even a bench player. You know, I mean, obviously he would be better. And under today's training, and he would, he was so good at basketball. He would have right. been. But in that era, it was a different time. Weren't a lot of teams. But why didn't Wilt win year after year after year? He was head and shoulders better than everybody. You know, it's like my daughter uh, played with um, Miara O'Neill, who is, is, is uh, Shaq's daughter. Mm-hmm. And they won uh, the, the citywide thing, like a tournament, like a regional tournament thing. And she's 6'3 at, at 12 years old. And so it's mm-hmm. like, Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah, we're going to win. And we had a good team, period, let alone, you know, without her, we would probably compete and maybe win. Yeah. But with her, it's like, and that's what Wilt was back in that day. He was like, there was no one anyone close. And yet Bill Russell and those guys, those dudes won. Over You were were in the Celtic screen. I mean, I got to, so you can argue that Bill Russell is the best. If you want to embody the concept of team and you want to embody the concept of what basketball is supposed to be, he's the best of all time. If you want to talk about individual and team, you probably go to Michael. Right. You got to have Kobe in that list. You know, some people less so, some people more so. And there are other alternate Uh, greats: Magic and Kareem. Yeah, Duncan absolutely. Kareem, Duncan is closer. Bird, Duncan is closer to uh, what Bill Russell is, right? Kobe's closer to what Wilt was, but Kobe won more than Wilt, right? Uh, You know, but and and then when it comes to Ori, the thing is, is the only people in the Hall of Fame who have more rings than Ori were the guys who helped Bill Russell win, right? Right, Michael. All these guys don't have as many rings as Ori. And it's not like he was the guy on the bench waving the towel, right? He was the guy in the Rockets. He hit huge his big shot big his, shot up, yeah. Huge shots that made the Rockets win. That they yeah. don't want he had huge shots that made the Lakers win. And he had huge shots that made the Spurs win. Right. Those things don't happen without Robert Ori. They don't those teams don't have as many titles. Uh but same with you know, Iguodala. Don't I don't care what like what someone's season stats average stats are it just that you know it's impact on the game and if you look yeah. people say to me like oh look in the hall of fame no that's not like that's not what the hall of fame is about like baseball hall of fame is very numbers driven right Hi, yeah right well,
0: i'm looking at the nba hall of fame the other day and i'm in vlade divac right was it well, an well, inductee the thing. it's
2: not the nba hall of fame it's the basketball that's what and hall of fame. they yeah. well that and that's a key distinction because they're honoring impact to the game so there's always an international you know person so and, and then there's there are people who are in that Who impacted the game? Robert Rory has impacted the game for a very long time. Three franchises. Andre Iguodala, and what's going for him is that, you know, finals MVP is kind of, that's like one of the bellwethers. Like, if you're a finals MVP, you're pretty much a lock. Uh, Chauncey Billups, I think, is the the question. He won that one, I think, for the Pistons. So that's yeah, but he
0: he you can make the argument for if Igodalas, and you can make the argument for Chauncey Billups, right? So well, and also that's, Chauncey that's, continues to give to the game what he's doing right now right. as an announcer, right? Uh, right? You know, as I an analyst. That, I think he's good too. Then right. he and could he, eventually he get. He in wants
2: him. to be a GM at some point, and yeah. I think that you know, but and I think that he would be a, 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 a president of basketball operations would be a good mm-hmm. position for him. So we'll see. So yeah, good 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 couple of questions there. I like this.
0: Uh, okay,
2: who's winning the NBA Finals next year? Well, there's uncertainty with the Raptors, right? right. Uh, the Bucks, we aren't proven that they can do it. The Celtics are, you know, you know anyway. Oh, yeah. um, the vibe. Sixers again haven't proven. So I don't see. And they're any- losing Butler and Harris. Well, we don't know what's going to happen, right? right. But right. again, Pathetic we right have now. the variables. <laughs> uh, we don't know what's coming with, you know, the Warriors with health. We don't know what's happening with the Rockets with Chris Paul. So we start going down the list. We do know that the Lakers are going to have. LeBron James and ad and that right now is the best two-man tandem they're gonna have Kuzma and they do have you think it's better than Luca and Kristaps? yeah of course <laughs> I, I I'm magic uh, the Mavericks are I'm kid um, I'm kidding for anyone who's listening, I'm happy but- for the Mavericks you know they're oh, they're they're, they're yeah, me too they're getting somewhere you know uh, Luca's amazing I love Luke. he's awesome. great um he's and great. porzingis has to show that he's good with the knee but you know right. I just right now on paper with what we know the Lakers are the best team yeah right and it it's funny to say about a team that has three freaking players. Or okay, I'm sorry, Bonga and uh, and Mo. Mo Wagner and yeah. and Jamario Jones. Right? Like, I'm sorry that I'm not including you, but they have like that three guys who would play three heavy hitter contributors. And yet we could say that you know we don't know help, but right now we don't know that they'll be hurt, but we do know that KD is hurt. We do know you know. So with yeah. what we know, that's where we're at. It's okay?
1: unfortunate that we have this uncertainty because a lot of it is from injury. But as, as someone who's covered the game so long, especially in recent you know time, where there's been so much certainty, like you know, like you knew year after year the Warriors were going to the finals, right? Right? Is do you kind of enjoy this up in the air aspect of the game we're seeing right now, where it's so unpredictable?
2: Yeah, I mean, you want that variability. You don't want to, you don't want to be able to say the Warriors are going to go back and it's gonna be it's gonna be Warriors Calves again. So it was fun this year uh, to say. Uh, it's going to be Warriors, but it's not going to be the Cavs. And let's see who comes out of the East. And to see that, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out of the West. And you know, might not be LeBron and all that coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be something else. And if so, I mean, who who is isn't? I mean, it. I, I you. It's 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 a tough one because it's really great for the brand of the NBA to have those rivalries. Right. Like you think of the '80s and you think Magic and and, and Bird, right? right? Yeah. Uh, you, you think of a lot of what the Spurs going against Shaq. Yeah, um, Pistons, or, Pistons, Pistons, Lakers, right? Pistons, Lakers, Pistons, Pistons a lot Michael. of Pistons there, like Pistons, uh, it, yeah, and, and then the Pacers and some of the what they did against uh Michael in those battles, or the Pacers and the Knicks. There was some Pistons, things that Knicks, kept yep. or the Heat and and you go to the nineties, the Heat and the Knicks had some great rivalries, mm. like but the top 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 rivalries, that's like generational and like you we're gonna remember forever that this time when it was LeBron. Versus the, the Warriors. Warriors and yeah. that's going to be like this era is what is going to be defining it. And they'll be, the Raptors will be great. You know, they're kind of like the Pistons right now of that year. That, not the Isaiah Pistons, but the, the Chauncey Pistons, right? The Riff right Riff now they're and like, and yeah. yeah, they're like, a, okay, they're a one shot. Maybe they can prove to be more than that. The Mavs were so like a one-shot. Right, right. Sorry about that. We won a championship. Don't be sorry about it. You know what? We honestly, b- so we're Big, big so we're three,
0: Celtics. best team ever, and then we beat them. That's like the, <laughs> one of the greatest stories in sports. Fair enough.
2: The
1: Celtics were, Yeah, we made another final, but they were a one-shot deal. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I don't think it's bad for the sport. I think it's good for the sport. It's also not my favorite aspect. I mean, I like the variability. I like everybody having a shot, but I know that, it is good for the sport when they, even if they say it's not good. Yeah. Adam Silver will say it's not good because he needs to kind of, you know, kowtow to the other 2018s, but ultimately it is good for the sport.
0: Okay. All right. This is a
2: little bit of a curveball.
0: One celebrity to be a presidential candidate, who would it be? Oh,
2: a celebrity to be the presidential candidate. Who? I think we've learned, you know, that, you know, maybe that shouldn't be the path. I mean, obviously any politician is a celebrity. Yeah. Guy, yeah. Fun. I mean, but we're talking about like a Hollywood type. This is just like a hypothetical. If we're, this commit, is a hypothetical. If we're committing to this, like my, my, I'll
1: to give you an example. Are the shows running team is Dwayne, the rock Johnson and John Cena. That's okay. who we're putting. So
2: in I'll, I'll, my, my wife just worked with the rock uh, or Dwayne Johnson or whatever. Uh, and if you look on his Instagram, um, she's like in a, in a choir in a church. And so uh, like, that's what, you know, the, the, the setup was, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh the Dwayne Johnson, I don't know what to call him. Johnson Dwayne, the rock <laughs> DJ. Uh he has the, there's a, a fan of his who's in hospice care whose nickname is Grammy. And so he gets all these people who are on the set of his this thing to they do this whole thing where they just give all this love and praise to this this fan of his and then the choir sings Amazing Grace and it's just this beautiful moment where it's like this dude is so genuine. He's going out of his way to do all this. So, I mean, it's it's the kissing baby thing, you know. It's like you see someone with that kind of compassion, and you know, yeah. this was more legit than just like a fake. You know, there, there was a, and, and my wife, having worked with him, was like, "Man, this guy's awesome." So, um, you know, some people have said Mark Cuban, you know, all that. Like, I know Mark, and Mark's a smart dude and all that. But I know I, you know, I I can I can go with the raw ro- after my wife having that interaction with him, I can go with that. I so even, sure, who's his who's his running mate? Who's his, his r- vice? I mean, Oprah is. You know, I like Oprah. Let's be honest. I yeah. mean, you know, I, that's a that's a
0: powerful dude. Yeah, right? I'd Oprah rather Ellen, I'd for rather sure. go
2: Oprah as probably the top of the ticket, and The Rock is like the, as number, the two. number two yeah. the muscle. I actually yeah. like that. Yeah. I think that's kind of a, it, that's if, a nice. If forced yeah, to like pick, I'm not saying that people like that are qualified. I mean, I think you know reality TV shows probably aren't qualified to be president. That's um, but <laughs> Oprah's more than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: look what she's done for so many people. Look what The Rock does. Like, who's gonna step up
2: against The Rock in a meeting? Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's, it's it'll throw you through a wall, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great answers, great answers. What's your favorite restaurant in LA? Um, in LA, that's interesting. Um, I mean, like, we would always go to Benihana for, like, the birthdays growing up and stuff, but they closed the one in LA, so there's one in Encino that's better than the one in Santa Monica. Uh, but, like, going to, like, Nobu is amazing, right? Like, that's ridiculous, but that's usually what I do when I go to Vegas, for uh, summer league i'm going to be working at the sports business classroom every year i'll be there in a month with, with larry Kuhn. we teach young students you know all this capology side stuff <laughs> uh but we get to we have a get together last time we had like i don't know it was like a 30 30 people 40 people it's grown it used to be like eight people it was like a four thousand dollar bill or whatever it was you know i didn't have to pay uh, i think i paid something but i didn't have to pay you yeah know, i paid like a little bit uh nobu's amazing i mean there's a lot of amazing I love that you picked Benihana though, because Benihana is a—it's a chain. I it, mean, yeah, but it started. But it's,
0: but it's the experience. It's where you're going. The to food Benihana is for. really good. The food's, the food's great. Really food's great.
2: But they the one that was in Beverly Hills. I think that was like the first. I really, think it was. I it was like the main one, and that's where I grew up going. That was like that's really cool. that was like the birthday place. But it's gone and. The one in Encino is cool and all and it's fun, but it's like you know. Oh, we so you a, have the are you are you a fan of it. the the Onion Train or the Onion Volcano? What's I'm your train I'm like you volcano. know I'm like all right
0: I've seen it. I've seen it. Have you like, ever
1: been to Benihana before, dude? I've been yeah I've been plenty of times and then I don't, don't even could, need to ask. Not this getting guy, the right chef, but dude the the volcano I've had plenty of chefs who have mastered the volcano one and I know you the
2: egg catch I know you have knocked <laughs> that every time dude because your clutch is out. It's there the last dude we had it was this was just like my my middle school my middle school daughter just finished my middle daughter finished middle school and culminated so we did that with the family he was like he was legit like he was into it and uh, he was a young guy he was really passionate and he was cool and he chatted and talked sometimes you get guys are like going through the motions that are just like oh yeah hey whoop in the pocket you know in the hat yeah whatever but um super talented it's it's more the food I i love the food there uh but no like nobu and then there's some LA is great for food. A lot of good food. Um, I, yeah, if anything, I need to you know go on a diet. So that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question: Who's on your basketball Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. So how many is on? Is that four? Four. Four guys. Oh shoot, that's a tough one. Uh, hmm. I, I, actually, no one's ever actually asked me that directly. Um, I, I I probably have Bill Russell on there because of of what he represents of the team mm-hmm. and the rings. And Michael, because you know he he popularized it. the the challenge is like Magic or Kobe. It has to be one of the two. Now Kareem probably deserves it, and Shaq to a degree, but it'd probably be Kobe or Magic. I'd have to think past that. I, I could do both, but that kind of you know, then I mean, no LeBron. I I feel like LeBron has been the standard bearer of the last. You know what? He's been around almost t- almost two decades, but not quite there yet—decade and a half. Um, you know, for now, I'll just go Magic because that's kind of what I grew up with, and Kobe because that's what, and then Jordan and and Bill Russell represent. And I know I've left out some great people that I probably yeah, screwed it's up. It's hard. You have to. It's four. Yeah. It's four people. You can yeah. only
0: yeah. You can only pick four.
1: It's four people. I mean, we're doing a show later on where we have to do a Mount Rushmore for like four or five sports. Yeah, so it's that. good. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be. <laughs> easy. I've been thinking about it all day. It's,
0: it's all. It's all personal opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, well know, that's the thing. You can't I know be wrong, Dirk's
1: so. gonna be on his. He like, absolutely will be on And him. That's just not the case.
2: No, I love Dirk. It's
1: <laughs>
0: great. But, uh, no, yeah. I would never say that Dirk is one of the top four best players of all time. But he's on my Mount Rushmore. He was basketball. amazing. He, he was amazing. amazing
2: when he was in his his at his best. That seven foot jump shot. It's like, what do you do with that? It's Mariano Rivera cut fastball. Yeah. Unreal.
1: Easy. And speaking of baseball, to all the fans out there, Eric, thank you, man. That was a great show. We, you know, it's very rare that we learn a lot. I am like, think, I was like, I wish I took notes. <laughs> I have points. but to listen back. I'm glad Mike did. Look at that. Wow. wow. He doesn't even speak English, he's, Miguel. He's an intern. He's yeah, diligent. our intern is not, is not. English is not his first language. So thank you, Miguel. We appreciate you as always. Um, It's the fans out there. Swing on a full count. Drag both feet inbounds. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. Throw that dirty right hook and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Is that for us? Yes. yes. They're free. Because they're free. We out you. We love you, baby. It up. Yeah! It's one! He got the show. Jeter, where fantasy
2: becomes reality. It is possible. It is possible! It is possible!